When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 through the fan in Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 through the fan in Dallas. He is also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And Brian, Cowboys football has returned this weekend. Uh, We get the Los Angeles Rams, a noon kick. Uh, DeMarcus Ware going into the ring of honor. All that's great. Uh, I personally hate the noon kicks uh, because uh, as somebody who still does stuff with NFL Network, Brian, I got to be on there like doing hits leading up to the last 10 minutes of a football game. So it's all right. Jane's done talking. Let's get over here and keep shooting. All right. Stop shooting that because we got to put Jane back live on TV. Very stressful, but I'm glad we get football again and we'll preview those Rams here in just a second. Uh, but Brian, are you uh, are you ready to get back to some Cowboys games? It's been like a month since we've been at at Yeah, it has been. It's been a while. Uh, they're riding a little bit of a 10-game winning streak now, uh, mm-hmm. Dallas at Cowboys home. with uh, the home games. Finally becoming a little bit of a home field advantage where when this place first started out, you were kind of a 500 team. But, uh, you know, that's uh, it's good to be back. I'm a big fan of the noon game, Bobby, because it means I'm done at 6 p.m. So I get that aspect and, of it. And you know that what? We could actually, if you're not too tired, I bet yeah. you we could record a Love of the Star podcast post-game reaction. Yeah, well, night. actually, we will be able to do that. And that's the positive. You get done earlier. You'll yeah, be if we had all that. noon games, we could just, Monday morning content would just be, boom, right there for you. Hey, can I say something real quick, yeah. though, too, Bobby? Um, are you going to bring up Tyron Smith and the Neck? That yeah, came yeah on the I mean, we, we, we can touch on that really quickly. If you can like. I do it he, for you real yeah, quick? Yeah, Tyron Smith showed up on the injury report today. He was limited uh, with a uh, a neck issue. Stinger. Uh, it's a stinger? It's a stinger. And it's, He's dealt with those before. He has dealt with those before, but it's it's sometimes it limits the strength in that area. I was told, keep an eye on this one. You mm. know, keep an eye. Um, Adoga is healthy. Uh, there were some questions about him uh, going forward and, you know, we saw the injury report from the bye week and all, and everything was. It seemed to be in order. T- had a chance to talk to Zach Martin today. He seems good to go, uh, but keep an eye on Tyron Smith. That is a stinger that he's dealing with right now. Mm. Well, that is uh, that's frustrating just from the perspective of we were just talking uh, two days ago or whatever about yeah. the idea of look, the offensive line is finally going to get to get their snaps together and and yeah. they'll be good. Uh, but now you're looking at potentially some more vulnerabilities there. And one of the ways you can address vulnerabilities and, you know, not necessarily that you need to go address this particular position, but one of the ways you can do it is you can do it through the trade market. And it's something that the Cowboys have done in recent years. They go and get Brandon Cooks or Stefan Gilmore or Amari Cooper or, you know, they make those sort of deals. Um, and Jerry Jones uh, actually got a chance to, we already had reacted to what he had to say about the trade deadline on Sean and RJ, but he also approached reporters at practice on Thursday, which is a little oh, unusual. he seeked you him. guys out. He did, which is unusual. He doesn't do that very often. often. Nope. And so he uh, he actually walked up on everybody at practice and decided, 
hey, I think I'll start talking a little bit. Uh, and and there's there's a couple of conflicting quotes, I think, or they appear to be conflicting quotes. Uh, the two most viral quotes that I saw came from John Mashota and Ed Werder. Ed Werder uh, too, and yeah. John Mashota, John Mashota's quote from Jerry said, I don't see anything heated up to a level that would cause something to happen. Okay, that sounds like nothing on, on the edge. He goes, if we don't do anything at this trade deadline, we've got a team that can uh, get us where we want to go. Okay, fair enough. Ed Werder's quote. We will trade, make no mistake about it. We will make a deal, but it's certainly got a high bar because I like our team. And so a lot of people saw that when, well, okay, that sounds like completely different from what we heard earlier today. I, I think there's a little nuance here. When Jerry says we will trade, make no mistake about it, it's the same, Brian, as if I were to say, uh, I'll have a beer. I will have a beer. Am I? Does that mean I'm going to pick one up and drink it right now? No. But it does mean like, oh, I'll have a beer. You don't have to worry. Like, I'm not limiting myself to never yeah. doing that. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'll make a trade in the next week. He's saying, I will absolutely use the trade market. I'm not afraid. We will do that. We will make trades. But that doesn't necessarily mean I don't think. I think some people saw that quote and thought he meant we will make a trade by Tuesday. Right. Um, but I will say this, Brian, I, I don't know about you. When, when we talked about this a little bit the other day, I do think that there is a little itchiness for jerry he's itching to make a move i i think he i think he would like to do something i think he yeah. would but as he's done a lot in recent years he's deferring to consensus and i think that there's probably more of a sense in the the people advising him that they say maybe we don't need to do this or we don't need to go you know we, we don't have to go seeking anything out if something's there for us fine but we don't have to go seek anything out but i think Jerry, given the the number of questions he entertained on Tuesday and the fact that Jerry walked up and said, you know what, I would like to talk to the media today on Thursday, knowing that he also has to talk to the media again on Friday and may talk again when, you know, the game is over. Uh, it, it just seems like he's he's seeking out media is interaction. Is chum in the water, you think? He is. He, he knows how to use the media to yeah. his benefit. And so, Brian, I, I throw that over to you just for – that's my thought on this right now is that I think – Jerry Jones would like to make a move. And I, I just absolutely would love to. I think he would. And I know, by the way, did you guys do a segment on the my observations that I did on Cowboys Break? Yes, I heard we did. You, I, we we played we played your clip because you were a hero to everybody on Reddit for that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> uh I was just I I that to me was I I worked with a Jerry Jones that was really super aggressive when it came and we we probably had no business being as aggressive in the early 2000s as we were mm -hmm. when it came to draft picks but jerry was trying to do his best he really was and i i i believe this 100 with my heart um this team is better equipped to go and make a type of a trade for a high premium pick than we were in the early 2000s and I, I, the direction of the team, the people that are involved, uh, from a scouting perspective, you know, we, we weren't as, I don't think we were as good as we needed to be back then. You know, now that throughout my life, as I look at scouting and how it's developed, we, we probably didn't help Jerry Jones enough back then with the decisions that were made or giving him the information they need. I think they're better equipped. And I said this, if Jerry Jones wants to stand at the table with his dice in his hand, 
he's going to get really good advice from a Will McClay and those pro scouts. You know, if he really believes it now, um, I, I think back in the day, it just, you know, we, we, we tried to help him, uh, but probably not good enough. But today, if he wants to go make a move, I think he could do it with complete confidence. That, that player is going to come in and make a difference. And I think that's, I think that's what's, I think that's what's kind of leading him right now. Now, whether Steven wants to make the deal or Mike McCarthy, sometimes coaches fall in love with their team and they don't want you to mess with their team. Yeah. They, you know, don't, please don't mess with my team. You know, if you were six and oh right now, you probably wouldn't make it, even though the Eagles are six and one. And that's just Howie's, uh, Roseman's nature, the aggressiveness that he'll, he'll trade. I mean, he's got Jeff Lurie's complete backing there for his ability to run the team way he needs to fit. Jerry doesn't have to answer to anybody. No. In, in, in theory, he doesn't. But he also understands that he also works with Steven and he also works with Will and he also works with Mike McCarthy. Yeah. And I, if Jerry, if, if somebody in that pro department were to come to him and say, and I think the Amari Cooper trade was a good trade. I think I think they hit it right. I just think that Amari Cooper is a different type of a person, a different type of a player. And I think that I think they got crossed a little bit. I think that they got crossed. They made some things personal that they probably shouldn't. But I think if you look at the trade overall, I think it was a damn good trade, you know, yeah. for for that type of a player. Can you do the same thing? Can you can you, you know, can you uh, find that similar type of player that could come in and make a, a, a difference. I would trust the pro department here that they would. Maybe but, in 2002, I wouldn't have, even though I was part of that. You know, is there anybody we we we've talked so much about the idea of giving up capital to bring in a player? Is there anybody on this roster right now that you would say I'd be interested to see if I could get draft capital for my player? Anybody on this roster that you go, maybe this isn't like, like, do you call some, do you see if anybody wants to entertain Michael Gallup? Do you see if, Hey, are we going to keep Neville Gallimore? Maybe we go see if somebody will give us a late round pick for Neville Gallimore. Um, is there anybody on this? What's your, roster what's your you intent? Like? What's your intent? What are we looking for here? Are, I think are you we do, look, you do are you need, just, are you, lo- are you doing it just to, to get a pick? Like, like you, here's, here's the thing. I think when or you look somebody at, you're not going to resign, let, let's look over the last both. Like, let's look over the last, you know, seven years or so. Um, you've hit on some really big day three picks with uh, Anthony Brown, uh, Tony Pollard, Deron Bland. Bland. Um, I mean, you've had a lot of success with these guys that you've picked on day three. Uh, you know, you found some, some real contributors there. And so my thought is, you know, with various trades that you've made with, you know, whether it be, you know, the Trey Lance deal, Gilmore cooks you've started to thin out some of your day three depth that you have you know your day three capital that you've got over the last couple years so if you could find a sixth for somebody who you're not necessarily going to resign um or maybe if you're really deep at a position they, they feel really good about their ability to rush the passer for instance yeah. if Gallimore is a guy that you say I don't know that we're going to sign Gallimore back right somebody out there may like him Right. Um, we, we've got a lot of guys here that we can fill the rotation with if he were to go and somebody would give us a late round pick for him. 
maybe that's a guy. Maybe it is a Gallup. Maybe you say Gallup needs a fresh start. We like him, but he needs a fresh start. And Tolbert is, you know, we, we've already spent third round capital on him. Does somebody want to give us a sixth that could, you know, go to a fifth with certain escalators, playing time or results? So those are just why I, I kind of kick those out. Is there anybody here? Do you, do you want Trey Lance to take up and take that second quarterback job? Do you find somebody See, who says, hey, we'll, we'll get via man, a I was wondering, rush? I was wondering if you were going to go there. I really, I was wondering because I'm like, man, Bobby's throwing out some good ideas, but could, you know, could Cooper Rush bring you something? Could you go ahead and elevate? But now the, the problem I have is Cooper Rush was four and one as a quarterback last year. He, I, I think Cooper Rush, honestly, and people are going to argue with me and that's okay. You can disagree with me. I, I live with it every day. They'll say the defense was the reason why Cooper Rush won four games. Cooper Rush, if he didn't turn the ball over in the Philadelphia game, they might win that one too. He might be five yeah. and zero. He might be six and zero as a starter. I, I think if you're going to want to go, if you knew more about Trey Lance, if you knew, if you'd seen Trey Lance play, and maybe if you'd seen Trey Lance play in the preseason uh, with you and you had an idea of what you potentially have, yeah, you would move on. I, I don't think you would move on. I Right now, I don't think I would move on from Cooper Rush. Just because I know it, if, if Trey Lance had been here longer and I had an idea of him as a player, now they watch him at practice every day, but – you know, it, it's it's like watching guys throw bullpen sessions, or you know, you're yeah, or guys so live batting practice. You know, you know, it, it's just you you don't know. You kind of have an idea, but you really don't know. I I'm not. I don't think I'm interested in moving on from some of my defensive pieces, mm-hmm. or maybe anybody for that regard. But I'm interested in adding one. I'm interested in I I, I want to keep because I think Neville Gallimore in his Last year, the last hurrah, whatever you want to call it, I think he's there's times where he's come in there and he's actually the snaps have been pretty productive, you know. Because, and and, and it, I will say, I I do think with pretty 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 strong certainty, I do think he's this he will not re- be resigned here. So no, so, that, and, that, and that's so even true. if he's contributing that's good to you, he will I, be walking yeah, away. Yeah, and he will be. And I, you know what, I don't think it's worth it to me right now for a sixth round pick. Even I if it means don't. getting Junior Fajoko and Mozzie Smith more work, I don't mind getting Mozzie Smith more work. I, I really don't. I'm I've completely in my mind. I've redshirted Fajoko and Scott. I've completely okay. and to be if you don't know what the term redshirt means, if you're new to this, it's basically in it's a college term of taking a player and not playing him the entire season so he can get um, stronger more understanding it's just a, it's a way of taking someone's eligibility and saying we're going to give them another year to learn the game yeah that's i'm just explaining to you what redshirt means there so I, I in my mind i'm i'm not going to play scott and i'm not going to play fahoko at all you know i'm just not and i'm going to give them the opportunity to get stronger and, and get uh, learn and learn how to be a pro but uh, uh i would love to see mozzie smith get more opportunities me personally, because when you watch the All-22, I think Mozzie Smith is getting the understanding of coming off the football. I think he's, he's, getting playing, better. he's playing quicker. He's playing better with his hands. He he is uh, He's giving really good effort. His body language isn't bad. Uh, 
he's a physical player. You could see that. There's a lot of positive things about him uh, going forward. I, I know people look at him as a first-round pick, and they're like, he's not productive. He's not like a, a Jalen Carter, the guy at uh, – he's not like the guy at uh, – Philly. You know, at Philly, who's, you know, three and a half sacks and you know, completely two different players. Uh, not completely as far as what they do, but where people had them, you know, on the board. You know, Carter was a guy that people thought might be the first overall pick, you know, or, or one of the, you know, maybe in the top three for sure. And then with the incident happened at Georgia, dropped him down a little bit where the Eagles were able to grab him at 10. So, yeah, uh, trades, yes, uh Try and make it work, Jerry Jones. I think he'd like to do that. I just don't know if if Steven is completely on board, or or Mike McCarthy is completely on board because they fall in love. Coaches fall in love with their teams, you know. And they say, "No, Jerry, I I just really don't feel like that. You know, we can. I think we'll be fine. Let's not. You know, let's not let's not push it here. Let's keep our. But yeah, if you could use a premium pick, a one or a two, to go get that player." We use the example, Bobby, of the team that you know you and I cover on 105.3 The Fan, you know, the Texas Rangers, who are now in the World Series. Yep. Their first-time general manager, you know, Chris Young, um, at the trade deadline, even though his team was in first place and, and at the time playing pretty well, uh, he went out and made several trades. He went out and got pitching, and one of the pitchers he got was uh, Jordan Montgomery, who right now is going to start game two you know, of the world series, but he yep. was a guy that through the playoffs was leading in the, in the last couple months of the season, he was a guy you could really lean on. But what did Chris Young do? He saw an opportunity to add a piece to help his team and it got him there. And maybe Jerry Jones is looking at the same thing. Yeah, I think, and I, like I said, I think he, I think he wants a deal like the Trey Lance one where mm-hmm. it's somebody calls me and then now it's my call and, and there's not as much consensus. I know what you guys think. Cause I saw your scouting reports on right. him already. I know what you thought. So I can make this call. And he was very adamant that he made that call on Trey Lance. Um, and so I think that he's inviting that opportunity again, if he can get it, we'll see uh, how the deadline progresses. That'll be Tuesday. Uh, where hopefully we'll have some answers. You are listening to the love, the star podcast, the love, of the stars and odyssey podcast. You can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.